Hey, it's Dan here with a fresh ad break to let you know that one of our own, they go by Destroy the Grave on channel3.gg, but they are known professionally when they record as Caster Garden. Caster Garden dropping a new recording, Controllers and Cartridges, coming to Spotify September 30th. You go to c3.gg slash Caster Garden, it will take you directly to their Spotify page. Not only will you hear their wide range of music, some smooth, some relaxing, some with a little extra intensity, but you'll hear guest spots from users like UXorcist and the founder himself, Joel Willis. Go ahead, make sure you head to c3.gg slash Caster Garden and listen to the new recording, Controllers and Cartridges. Six, six fresh tracks ready to go. And again, guest spots from fellow Channel 3 users. Check it out. The c3.gg slash castergarden. Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a podcast that is making its third attempt to record this episode after delaying it twice and praying that my voice holds up throughout the course of this entire thing. I'm Dan Tucker. With me, as always, Ray. What's going on, everybody? Today's guest, let me tell you, we, you know, when we make these guest lists, we we book them out, try to get a couple ahead of time. We go through who's on the channel, who's interacting, who's gaining XP, because that's that's what we want to hear about. We want to hear about the people enjoying the site, what they enjoy, the games they play. And somehow we went 41 episodes, and I don't I don't know this had to be some sort of clerical error, how this how we skipped over this person here. But 41 episodes later, we are finally here with Mr. Fortnite himself, GG Shadow. How are you doing today, sir? Well, hey, not doing too bad, guys. How about yourself? We're doing good. We've made it here. It's a Thursday. Now, I'm not doing great because at the time of this recording, the Giants are currently down 17-6 on, uh, on Thursday night football. On that note, so. I'm, I'm great. I'm fantastic. Dan's doing great. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised Ray's not used to that yet. Uh, it's, I'm used to it. It's rough. It's, it's rough out there. We're losing Jolie's tuning out the sports radio. We got to get this back on the rails. This is just my time to jump in here and get over my guilt because I just have to Dan, say, go talk about a movie. We're, I'm, we're, no, I'm just going to say we're at that point now. We're like you said, we, we kind of work down the XP list and we kind of, you know, we jump around here and there. And like, sometimes we're like, oh, there's a new person. Let's, you know, let's get it. We'll throw a new person in the mix here. We'll throw an XP in the list. And, and somehow this one just slipped through the cracks. And like after, from this point on, like we're going to be, the better part of four dozen episodes in. Like, I can't apologize to everybody who's coming on. I got to figure out how to live with this. I'm sorry, GG Shadow. I'm sorry. Hey, it's, uh, I forgive you guys. I forgive you guys. No hard feelings. All right. With that, though, we, we've got games to talk about here. And let me tell here's another surprise. Game one, we're going to jump into this, is Fortnite. And I only say it's a surprise because we've had this trend of people not talking about the game that I think the community generally knows them for. And they, but Shadow, you're here. Fortnite, game number one. So, like, this is it, right? Best game of all time? I mean, I'd have to say so. I mean, it's the game probably I'm known for the most, but I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I just have to go right into it. Definitely starting out here. Oh, let's see. When did I start playing this game, man? I started playing, like, two or three weeks into when it started. I had a friend that kind of brought me up into it, kind of showed me the ropes a little bit, introduced me to it, and then we just kind of got into it from there, playing together with a small group of guys. Starting right off the rip, I mean, I was a bush camper for sure. I was always the last person at the end of the match getting second place. And I think after getting pooped on for a little bit, I kind of got tired of that and started getting a little bit better at it. So let me, let me move back even a little more. Dude, were you part of the kind of original Save the World group, or were you coming in once the Battle Royale kind of took off? 
I honestly didn't mess with Save the World at all. I kind of logged in because every time you logged in for a certain amount of days, you got V-Bucks to spend on the game. And I right. was super thrifty at the first part of the game, didn't spend any money on it. So that was my kind of way of getting some V-Bucks. But I really never played Save the World or anything like that, to be honest with you. When you played, where, where were you playing first? Because I, I know I played a little Fortnite early on, but I just didn't have a device to really play it on. So I was playing these like choppy... You know, ten frame kind of games for a bit here and there. When you were playing, were you playing? Was it on the console? Was it on PC? How'd you start playing? Dude, I started playing on like a sixty-inch TV on my Xbox. Everything mounted all over the wall, sitting on the couch, just super laid back. And just after a while playing it, I didn't start playing on PC till like two and a half, almost three years into the game when I was finally like, you know what? Got to treat yourself sometimes. And when you when you made that move to the PC, was it also a move to mouse and keyboard? Uh, nope, I still play control. I've only been playing keyboard and mouse for a little, I want to say over a year and a half now. But no, I was always a controller gamer going, growing up through like Call of Duty and everything. So I just kind of transitioned over to Fortnite in that aspect. But I definitely feel like the Switch has been a lot better. I kept going back and forth for the longest time too. So I would play on controller for like the first part of the game. And then once it, or sorry, keyboard and mouse for the first part of the game. And then when it kind of got to end game and everything, I would tense up and just start button mashing and always die. So I would like play the first half of the game on keyboard and mouse just to kind of get the feel for it and get used to it. And then finally, after a while, I literally just had to put my controller up and just start getting better at keyboard and mouse. So what, what's the reason? What, what made you think, you know what, I need to play this? Because there are some people that still play controller it depends on the game right see i've seen like apex likes their controller still halo just kind of made for controller but if you play fortnite you see a lot more keyboard mouse if you play overwatch you see keyboard mouse well what made you want to make that switch i actually have a great answer to this because the main thing that wanted to make me switch over to keyboard and mouse is because i accidentally kept throwing minis at my opponents too many times when i was trying to scroll through my weapons so after doing that too many times, I was like, nah, we got we to gotta change something up. And also, I feel like editing on controller is a harder thing to do. I know there's some mm -hmm. cracked out controller players uh, that can do that. But just the way I'm, it only worked for me on keyboard and mouse. Jay Klein's going to be really happy to hear someone else um, throws heels at their opponents. Because I know he's, he's been caught in that a couple times. So he's going to feel better here in FMU. Hey, glad I can make him feel better. <laughs> he's not the only one. Yeah, so go ahead, Dan. I, no, I just want to ask how, how are you emotionally handling? So you're referred to as Mr. Fortnite, the introduction, a result of you winning a custom tagline and declaring Mr. Fortnite being the one. You've issued a few of them now. You've taken on challengers. How how do you decide who are you going to let take you on? And how are you handling it when they beat you? Anybody that wants to play me, I'm always open for it, for sure. I mean, I know Smeagol got the first one. I don't know. I just kind of cater it to whatever those people play. So. Smeagol plays no build, so we were playing a no build map and everything like that. So he, he was lasering me everywhere. But I mean, Baymonte's played. He's won the tagline. That one I'm kind of salty for because I tried to pickaxe him for like the first four rounds and then only to realize that he got a couple lucky one pumps off me. But let's not talk about that too much. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm honestly fine. I like it. I think it's cool that other people are getting the tagline. When you get Thunder Pump, that tagline. Shadow forced me into this into a box fight arena. I wasn't ready for it. He's like, hey, let's warm up. And then he didn't do any of those nice things. He didn't try to pickaxe me. He didn't offer me to play zero builds or anything. He just he just beat up on me. I got you I, in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So you've played, you know, since early on when it was just Fortnite, and then we started collabing. 
And for me, I thought the big collab when I think of transition the game is they flooded the map, and all of a sudden the whole map was underwater, and then all of a sudden the Marvel, the entire Marvel studio joined, and it became the theme of Fortnite. How have you kind of like have you enjoyed how the game has changed? Are there certain things you like or don't like? Because you've kind of been through the whole thing. I feel like the map has prog- the map progression and the weapons are always something that keeps me going on the game. Like there's always something new every time you log in. I mean, they're adding new weapons, recycling old fun ones. Um, but I think that's definitely the biggest thing that's kept me playing. And the things I look forward to each time I log in is just all the different weapons and also the collabs as well too. They've been they've been stepping up their collab game. I don't know. I want to see like a Pokemon collab or something. I think that'd be really cool playing with Ash Ketchum, Lieutenant Surge, all those guys. The Pokemon company will never allow it. Just accept no. it now. You will not see. There's no Pikachu with a gun. There's dude, no. Pikachu there's no red with a gun. Geo drink a nineties. You don't. You don't think so. Yo, Lieutenant Surge. I mean, they have some military. Lieutenant Surge, because does it feels like he fits? <laughs> he does. It, it's the same as Mario. They will just never let those characters hold a gun. Uh, listen, I, I was shocked when I, when I first saw you know Dragon Ball Z characters holding weapons. I mean, because there are there are weapons in the show, especially if you go classic, like the real old school ones. They did have them, but it's very fu- it is very funny to see it. Uh, I'm still in camp. I'll be shocked when this three-year rumor of a Lego collaboration comes to fruition. So who knows? Supposed to be coming soon for sure. That's what they're well, saying. It's only been like three years of that rumor, I think, right? Literally. Any uh, favorite weapon? What's, what's the go-to weapon? I know, obviously, they change in a bunch. But what's the what's the thought process? Because even this season, I'm like, I feel like I have to have a scoped weapon. And I'll see you go in with just like an SMG and shotgun and call it a day. That I like fighting up close, so it's got to be for me gold pump, which I hate the new pump, the sharp tooth shotgun. It's just like a reskin pump, but that one, I mean, I'll use it just because it's a pump. That's the weapon I'm most comfortable with, but I miss the old 200 pumps for sure. Scope weapons, I'd say the only weapon I hate that's the scope weapon, though, is the DMR, bro. I hate to, I hate to talk a little bit on Smeagol, man, but I don't know. That's his weapon, but I think that weapon's actually terrible. Hot take. You know what? I... I felt like there was earlier versions that I liked, and then this one, the thermal was cool for a second, but I don't feel like I can hit people with it. So I, 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 I throw it away too. I don't, I don't. If I have a thermal, it's just because I didn't find something else in time. And Dan's here, shaking his head. He's very upset by this take. He's upset by this. I can tell for sure. I just never want to be seen coming. That's all. <laughs> That's what the sniper's for, Dan. And I've, I've seen you hit shots with that thing. Yeah, the th- but the thermal lets me know where I'm aiming first. There we go. That's true. And as far as like other weapons and everything like that, too, I mean, my go to loadout, at least in this season, is a sharp tooth shotgun. I like the combat SMG. I really don't play with too many ranged weapons, but I always have some shockwaves in my inventory. And then obviously, two heals usually is what I carry some slurps, splashes, things like that. So you said you've kind of liked the map, has kind of gotten better with time. Do you have a favorite chapter, though? Is it just the newest one because it's the best, or is it one that you kind of, you know, you enjoy thinking back on it? Usually when I'm like thinking about like favorite maps and everything, it's usually just for like one POI. I mean, like the chapter one, you had Tilted Towers. Right. I feel like in, I think it's chapter two, you have the Stark POI. I would land there every single game. So I'd probably have to say like map-wise, that's probably one of my favorite seasons. I mean, I don't really remember too much of the other map because you would usually land at Stark and then die before you got anywhere else. But I'd right. say I'd say that map's probably my favorite. I go back and forth because I feel like this... This final version of this map right here has been very, very fun, and the, the points keep getting very cool. I like 
It, they, it just reminds me of when they had the. Uh, I always forget what it was called. The foundation when it was in the middle of the map. Yep. I love I love having the, the NPCs get hostile when they see you. Yeah, I like having all the different biomes too. So I mean, you got a snow biome, uh, you got the jungle biome, desert biomes. All those ones are I think are pretty cool too. So that adds adds a different aspect. You know, wherever you're landing at or where you have to rotate through, it's always just different scenery, things like that. All right, so we're gonna move on. Game number two here, and game number two is Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare, the, the first, the first Modern Warfare. And I mean, again, everyone knows you for the third-person shooter, but did the shooting game start with with first person? Is this where it all? That's, is this what this where the love came from? I think that's where it is, definitely. At least with like shooter games and everything like that, it's probably one of like the first big Call of Duties that I got into, and then. Essentially, so I started in college and then just kind of went on from there. I played a lot of the campaign mode. So when I think of Call of Duty 4, I think it's got one of the best campaign modes in there. I mean, you have that all gillied up. Because when you think of Call of Duty, you're thinking run and gun, explosions everywhere, lots of fighting. But that map's the one where you're actually all gillied up in that suit, just crouching. You got the snipers and everything like that with the suppressed. I think that was a really cool um, aspect of the game what really got me into is the campaign mode and even the uh the mission after that uh what's the name of that i think it's like one shot one kill where you have to hold your breath and like aim the sniper and the bullet right. trajectory all that stuff so i think that's really what got me into it is the campaign mode on there for sure and so playing in college from the campaign was it kind of like local multiplayer with the with the people there or or, or were you online with a group of people so, i mean that's where it started was with the campaign mode but then I got a lot of other guys to play, and we'd have like 10, 15 man land parties up until like 2 or 3 a.m. in the dorms playing all that. So I was a dude running shotgun and juggernaut and just literally just running at everybody. So I think that's kind of where it comes into Fortnite, too, like pushing people like towards endgame and stuff. A lot of that's from Call of Duty. I was going to ask, was it, was it close range in Call of Duty, too? I mean, you, oh, you can have an time. SMG. I've never been good with a sniper or anything like that. Yeah, I can't. I can't claim it. I, I remember for for me, I got. I'm a, I'm a little younger because you guys are old. Um, I for for me, it was Call of Duty three for me, and I'm running around with um with like the akim, like akimbo shotguns. I was like, yeah, if I could just, I'll run and shoot. I don't have to aim at anything. Just blast it, you know, somewhere in the middle of the screen, and it worked. And LMGs, just yeah, LMGs. Shoot, shoot, you know, shoot two out of your 130 bullets, and then start your giant reload process. Exactly. All right, so Modern Warfare, of course, that's that's the Xbox times, the heyday of Xbox and the and the live lobbies. Were you were you a partaker of the Xbox Live lobbies, the Wild West? I don't know if we need to oh, mute this yeah. part of the podcast or anything like that. But oh, man, I, I, I ask it every time because really? I mean, it was it was a it was a special time. This, this is how I like to describe it. It was a it special was, time. It was definitely a different time in life, man. But man, <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled if my Xbox game chats game logs ever leak. I mean, I mean that's what I don't. I I always wonder. I don't think, I don't think the the developers or the people knew what they were kind of unleashing on the world. They're like, yeah, but right away you can talk with with everyone, and you don't even know them, and you'll never see them. So, you know, just obviously, just be cordial and really nice when you're when you're chatting with people and and, and competing at, at these high levels. Where could random free speech on the internet ever go wrong? <laughs> with a bunch of kids, and not to jump back. Not go to ahead. jump back on Fortnite, but I think that'd be actually kind of a cool feature if they added to it. I, it probably would not go well, but I think like proximity chat or like death comms would kind of interesting. At least something to try out. 
I mean, I think proximity chats are. I think they're funny in every game. So, it would, and you know, you every game gives you the option to turn it off too. Yeah. If I could hear music playing, so here's okay. Here's this. So playing Call of Duty, what what was what's the go to snack at that time? Are you a Mountain Dew guy? Or are you? Oh. Is there what what what's the drink? What's the snack that happens with with Call of Duty and Xbox back in the day? Got to throw it back to Doritos and Mountain Dew, man. I don't know who was this. Who was the psychopath on Channel Three that was like dipping peanut butter in their Doritos? Oh, it's O two two. I will absolutely throw him under the bus for that ridiculous, ridiculous Damn. Doritos and peanut butter nonsense. That is unacceptable. Under, uh, that that is that is like Netflix future documentary we never knew, but then we should have seen the post about the Doritos and the peanut butter and should have told us the whole time. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird for sure. But I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a try. I can't knock it till I try it, I guess. No, I can knock it. Yeah, I might as well. Yeah, I can knock. Let me tell you right now, I, as someone as someone who goes on long rants about many things on his website, I said we're gonna add that one to the list. I'm not, I was highly offended for for the Doritos to be cheated, for being treated that way. Ray and I were trying to petition Joel to change the algorithm live to get that thing <laughs> off of our feeds. Yeah, it was popping up everywhere, man. It was amazing. All right, we're going to move to game three, which I was super excited when you wrote this game on the list. So back in the day, before everyone was trying, you know, these open world games and, you know, who needs a story, just run around and choose what you do. Rockstar was putting out Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, San Andreas. And then Rockstar put out Midnight Club 3 Dub Edition, which I had to go back and realize that Rockstar made was like the makers of this game here. Open World Racing, tell me about this classic game. So this one, I actually played this on the PSP back in the day. So my mom got me a PSP, and that was one of the first games I was like, dude, I got to have this. A couple of my friends had it. And I mean, really for me, it's just the customization in that game. Like all the different things you can do for your car too, like bumpers, side skirts, hood scoops, tint. And like I work in the collision industry now, so I think that might have came from this game a little bit too. Just, Just the cool things. And I mean, obviously with the open world, that's one of the things I liked about the racing point of it too, is because it's not like a need for speed game or some of the other games where it's just like a blocked off set path. You can go like even through cities where they have it blocked off. You can make your own shortcuts, even though sometimes it wouldn't always work out. But I think that's one of the cool aspects of it for sure is like the open world racing portion of it. Are you a, are you a car person? Um, to a point I'd, I'd say I'm a little bit, I mean, that's kind of the industry I work in. I don't have any of my project cars of my own or anything like that, but that's, that's a dream for, for sure. One day. Was there any, cause this was, I, I looked this up too. I didn't, I didn't realize this. This was kind of like one of the first games that had um, like licensed vehicles in it, at least for their series. And so these, they had all the, you know, all the big brand names. Do you remember um, one that you really liked, whether it was like back at the D class or all the way up to S class? Dude, I honestly don't know if I could label it down to one car that I really liked. I mean, in the D-Class, I know you had the Eclipse. That was my first car, like the super tuner cars from like yeah. all the Fast and Furious days. So that was one of the first cars I got into. But I usually had like one car from like each class that I liked, like the 300. Obviously, you got like the huge rims on it, all blacked out, everything. That was kind of cool. I know one of the Chargers, was, like the old 69 Charger was in there, Viper. But like the super, well, the one that I liked, one of the super exotic ones was like the Mercedes CLK 500, I think it was. It was like super low carb. That was really cool. But yeah, they did have a lot of cool licensed cars and everything. And I know they uploaded like a DLC for it too, like the Dub Edition remix. I don't think I ever had that one. But yeah, there's a lot of cool cars in there that were licensed. But something a little different in this game for, for anyone that didn't play is that they had, they had these power-ups. Now, you, they only worked when you were playing solo mode because you couldn't 
couldn't play other people and kind of pull this off here. But they they had the uh, basically bullet time. They had zone. They had aggro that base that you know turned any car into a tank and crashed through. And then you had roar, which shoved all the other cars away. Did you have a? Uh, is there one that you liked more than the others? I mean, I was always racing with like the tuner cars and everything. So I think it was that the zone one. Yep. Where you kind of slow down time and make some tight turns or zip through some traffic or avoid an obstacle. I think that was the one I definitely used the most when I was using like a car. The other ones are pretty cool too, like the aggro and then the roar where it just kind of move everybody out of your way. I think they all had like their own cool abilities and stuff for sure. Any any music? Is that something that stand out to you? The music in the game that you enjoyed or we already we talked about the cars already. So I was going to ask if you knew about any music in the game. I think like the soundtrack on that one, I mean, it's obviously like a lot of hip hop and everything, which I always enjoyed for sure. But the one that always comes to mind when I think about that game is How We Do by 50 Cent in the game. Ooh. That one's always a banger. I always listen to that one. I didn't listen to that was racing or anything like that. That was like my garage music. Whenever I'm customizing my cars and everything, I had to cycle to that one. Oh, man, you just like unlocked the memory for me because you, you said that and I'm, I'm hearing it in the game as I'm just kind of driving around deciding what mission to do. That was exactly just hearing oh, echo. Oh, yeah. There. All right, so you played on the PSP, so this probably doesn't pertain to you. Did you ever play online? Uh, no, never online. No. I think they had like an ad hoc mode where you could like play locally with people. Right. I forget how you even connected that. It was just through like internet or Wi-Fi or what. But I remember racing with my nephew a few times. I think they had a couple of the little side game modes. Like It's all like kind of like a fever dream at this point, but I know there was mm -hmm. some sort of like paint mode or something or tag, but... That's about the only ever time I got into that multiplayer portion of it. I only asked because this was a game that I played on the PS2. And, and every time it comes up, I, I have to mention that I had no idea that PlayStation had online capabilities. Like that, that, it blows my mind that, that there were games that had it, and I feel like they just didn't tell anybody. The, I think the GameCube also had one random game that had online that you had to buy a part and plug an Ethernet cable in. So I'm, I'm always blown away by it, so I have to ask any time a game comes up that had that feature. I think actually not, that just kind of triggered a memory too for me because the PSP had like internet capabilities. And I remember the first time I went to go type in, like I opened up the internet and it asked, it says type in address. I didn't know that meant like web address or like a www dot. I like typed in my home address and couldn't figure out why it was working. Also, you typed in your home address. Like, yeah, yeah. this is okay. This this will be safe. I they they asked me for my address. I'll give it to them. Obviously, exactly. Yep. Oh man, two thousand five, special time. Good times. Good times. I'm Commander Nikki, and this is your favorite podcast on game. <laughs> at, at at least uh, I hope so. Hello and welcome to the trailer of Nikki's Gaming Universe, the show where I, Nikki, will talk about all things gaming. Things such as different genres, soundtracks, music, art. Are video games art? Yes, they are. That's not up for debate. I will talk about my favorite games, gaming moments, gaming movies and shows, also different kinds of gaming media in general. From action-adventure games to zen-like casual games. Just everything I want to talk about when it comes to gaming. So get your controllers and keyboards or whatever you want to use to play ready and enjoy the show. All right, well, I'm up here. So time to move into our honorable mentions. We're going to talk about a couple of games here that didn't quite make the initial list. Starting off with Animal Crossing New Horizons. 
Ray, you can begin your nap time now. We, We've can, got- uh, <laughs> we can end the podcast right now, actually. <laughs> where, where's, where's Teats? Can we bring Teats back into special, this conversation? Welcome to our <laughs> special guest host, Mr. Teats. No, we're not. Anyway, so Gigi, was this a, a first Animal Crossing for you or, or a long-standing Animal Crossing player? Or you mentioned the, the GameCube here. Or what, what, uh, what are we looking at? Bro, not in the slightest, actually. Like, that's totally against, like, every genre of games I play. Like, I play, like, a lot of shooter games, sports games, things like that. But, I mean, during COVID, we got a Switch. So the wife started playing Animal Crossing. She's like, oh, my friends are playing. I got to get it. And I would kind of give her a little from time to time for playing that game and everything like that. But after a while, like, when she told me about, like, the stock market with the turnips... I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And then I just kind of like exploring around the island a little bit. You could do fishing and things like that. So it's not really a game I played for too long or anything, but it really, really had an impact on my gaming career, I guess you could say. I was like the stock market guru of the turnips. They had like an app where you could go to other people's islands, either buy low and then sell high at their islands, things like that. And so I started doing that. Like I would wait in line for two hours to sell these turnips if someone had like a super high price. But then in return as well too, I would always, whenever I had like a good um, price that they were buying the turnips from, like you could post that code and then people would leave you tips. So I was the one just like stockpiling the bank for my wife to build all the stuff like that. So I, I have to ask you, you mentioned, what was it? Nookazon, I think it was. And uh, yep. the stock market. So were you somebody who mandated a price for when you sold? Or were you were you just a, a generous, benevolent guy, just allowing people in and, and just leaving whatever they, they left behind for you? No, man, that community is different from like the toxic Fortnite community. But like the Animal Crossing people, like you'd never ask to leave a tip or anything, but people would just drop like a million bells from time to time. So, oh, there, there were pockets I'm, of those toxic players. Don't worry. <laughs> I was there. I never ran into him or anything like that. Everybody was like super nice, but nobody, nobody would grab anything off my islands. I had it all like blocked off when people would come in too, so I couldn't steal anything. I was gonna say, Dan, Dan, and I, Dan and I have experience with 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 that group. They 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 exist hidden in the shadows, apparently. I guess so. Yeah, we've we've seen it get out of hand before. We'll say that much. Yeah, it was. This was a whole perfect timing thing. Like, I, I, Nintendo did not plan it, but. Man, it came at a time where people needed a game they could just kind of chill out to for a little bit and just check out. What if Nintendo actually planned it? I'm not. I'm not doing this today. I'm tell you, I wasn't gonna. Go, I wasn't gonna <laughs> say it. But that's it. Now we're. He thought it. I can tell. I, I I've had the question myself. I'm not gonna not gonna sugarcoat it. So it's the only explanation. <laughs> so so what did you? She just kind of wandered the island. Did you have your own home in the island? Were you sharing with your wife on the same switch? No. We still, yeah, we shared everything on the same Switch. It would just be like our bedtime game. We'd play for a little bit, pass it off to each other every once in a while. I would just kind of, she would do all the decorating and everything. I was just the one uh, just funding everything for her, if, you, if you'd say. Oh, so this is just like a sugar daddy. You're just trying to get around the sugar daddy situation? Is that what the, not make this exactly. weird? It's a lot easier to do in the game than real life, so. So what was it, just like the rush of the stock market got to you? Is that is that what uh, it was? I- I think that was a super fun part. And also, like, I enjoy fishing as well. So that was always a big part, just trying to catch some of those super rare fish, like the oar fish or on a shark season, the great white hammerhead lantern fish. I think that was kind of cool, just kind of because it reminded me of like the Pokedex days when you're trying to complete your Pokedex and Pokemon as well, too. So I think I correlate a lot with that, just trying to fill that Pokemon or the Pokedex up, like with your Animal Crossing fish. Did did you finish the museums at all? Then did you get like all the bugs and all the all the fish at least? 
most most of the fish, I think it was only a couple I was missing. I can't remember off hands which one, but it was only like a handful. I think a like seasonal fish that you couldn't get till a certain amount of time. But I didn't really mess with like the bugs. I did put a lot of the fish in the museum though, just so you could show the collection off a little bit. So you, so you didn't mess with time then trying to trying to make it happen and jump ahead to to spring from fall or fall to spring, trying to to trigger some extra extra creatures out there. No, I, I never tried that portion of it. That's good. You'd have ruined your turnips if that was the case. Somebody, somebody always That's, tends to go back in time and ruin their entire, uh, entire turnip haul. Never financially recover. Literally, Tom Nuxa, he's a crook for sure. So let me ask you a question. So, so of all the games, right? So you, you have this entire history you go through with Ray, and you're kind of going through, literally, you know, kind kind of a few eras there. Is Animal Crossing just just a special one for you for that time with the wife? How did this one end up like the the first one that that's right up after some three epic games here? It was just the one. I think it's just the time because my wife is not a huge gamer or anything like that, so it was a way for us to connect. So I think that's why it holds kind of a special connection for me too, just some bonding that we did over gaming. I mean, I've had her try Fortnite for a little bit, but that didn't work out too well. So just something that she enjoyed playing for a little bit as well too. Yeah, that is a polar, wildly different experience with one significant other well on to rock band four then your next honorable mention here how did rock band four end up on the list this one just always sticks in my head i don't think it was that great of a game at all but honestly it's one of my biggest gaming regrets so my wife actually surprised me for my birthday with this one got me like the whole entire set and everything like that i have people over all the time friends family would come over we'd play it um, by all the DLC songs, so that kind of really helped it. I feel like the like the regular songs they had and it weren't too good. And when you think of like Rock Band and Guitar Hero, this definitely ain't on anybody's list of the games. But so I had it for a few years, and then just as life got busy, I kind of transitioned out of playing it as much as I did all the time, and I ended up selling it. Now the reason it sucks is because when we bought it, it was like hundred bucks, two hundred bucks for the full set. Now if you look on Amazon, that thing goes for like eighteen hundred bucks for a full set. And it's just crazy. And you just kind of miss a nostalgia factor. I like playing that as well, too. Having a little setup down there. It's just a good good time. Yeah, you got to give it to Mad Cats for putting the, uh, putting the accessories together for this one. But, yeah, that's, that's where it gets you now is the accessories are just tough to find. Oh. So was this the first Rock Band game for you then? That was it's the first and only rock band I've ever played. I mean, I, all my friends had Guitar Hero growing up, and I was I was always thinking it'd be cool to have one of those. Um, I, it was when we got our first house and everything. So I think that's a lot of like gaming memories for me too, were just like different stages of life and everything like that. And was we got our first house was like one of my big purchases for because I finally got a man cave after we moved out of a smaller house, and so that was kind of like the setup downstairs when people came over. Yeah, we did the we did the same thing. My wife and I were pro- we're probably around that same period of time and. Like people would come over and that was like the activity. Uh, it was even at the point where like my mom, I think it was my mom's 60th birthday. We did it like a fire hall and it went so far as like packed the whole rock band set up. And I even like printed out a book of all the DLC songs and everything. Cause also if you had rock band one, two, three, like you could upload the songs to the next disc. So you were missing really? out. Yeah. You were missing out if you didn't go find a copy of the other games to, uh, yeah. to load the set list out of. And also like, Lego Rock Band, you could do that. There's something at Lego Rock Band, ACDC, Green Day. Like, they all had, like, upload capabilities. Or, like, you were able to load it onto Rock Band 4, basically. But we went so far as, like, we did it at a fire hall. We had a projector and everything like that. Because we had, like, video games running, a bunch of other stuff there at our party. But it was it was effectively, like, karaoke. 
because we just like here here we printed out two big excel lists and bound them together for people and like you could pick a song and play it and there that it sounds goes. like a super fun time for it, sure it's it's always a great time except it costs you like eighteen hundred dollars now it's uh my my stuff's currently hiding in the back of the the basement so my kids don't destroy it but I still I still hold on to them, hold on to them. So what what was your instrument? Were you uh, so you had the whole set? So were you vocals, in, uh, bass, guitar, drums? I was absolutely terrible at the guitar. Like I could play it up to like medium difficulty, but it was just never like super fun to me. But the drums all the way, dude. Like that was just such a fun experience with that. I I didn't have like a pro kit or anything like that, so I wasn't absolutely. I'm not gonna say I was like super cracked at it, but I would always pick the drums and stick someone stick someone else on vocals and the other the guitar. I didn't have the bass or anything like that, but. So you're dancing around like obsessive things with me right now because I I've never. Did you ever play a musical instrument? I've never. I've literally never played one. Played the trombone. Oh, and so, French horn. so you at least understand music and so I, I never have and i've but i can bang out expert drums and i i have the pro kit and i actually bought a backup like attachment for the pro kit in case the first pro kit broke it's still Bro, you had the setup it's still sitting oh. in the back of the basement as well ready to go yeah, the you didn't drum, know dan's a uh dan's a rock band uh professional we we will yeah the, that that's a story for another day man dan's been paid for Dan's been paid for rock band. We've done we've done contests and made money at casinos. With really? The, officially, like Harmonics when Rock Band Two, I think it was, came out. They had this like traveling competition. Basically, the annoying part was it was not based on like percentages. It was based on total points. So the people who won, all they played was give it away from uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So the annoying part of this contest was my wife was the singer, so we did "You Ought to Know" by Alanis Morissette. And then it was like ten other people doing give it away, racking points up because that was the way to, that was the way to win it. It was fun and simultaneously annoying. And even with that, we still got second and third place in two different two different times. So that's how good, some that's how that. yeah that's how good we were. we were. We got enough points with the song that was still a hundred thousand points less and and smoked people. So yeah, that's uh, but that that is a game. That's a game that's just like fun. So I have to. So here here's the way I'm going to ask this question. What's the one track you're going to play if you had to get out of a bet with a demon? Ooh, that's got to be Hail to the King. But I couldn't play it on oh Expert. Oh, my God. That's, dude, that's why I'm saying. I didn't play on Expert, man. I'm not I'm not as good as you, Dan. But now that was always the one I'd play. Um, oh, gosh. I think, yeah, I'd have to go with that one. My that's, limbs hurt. That's, that's the hint. No, fact. that's the hint, Dan, on, on Monday or whatever whatever Shadows episode is. You got to put Hail to the King as a picture as the, uh, as the <laughs> teaser. <sighs> There you go. No one's gonna know what that is. Oh, uh, the thing is, I have to remember it. I have to remember it this time. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be editing this before then. So that's the that's the problem. I I, I was only editing Mister Teets's episode, and then I got to that point after I dropped the clue, and I was like, oh no, I was supposed to do a different clue. Now I have to remember Hail to the King. Whew. All right. Well, on to a future game you're looking forward to here, and a popular one. I figure we're we've we've got. Probably eight episodes lined up between now and uh, one month from yesterday when this game comes out, and this game's gonna probably probably run the table between now and uh, now and October twentieth when it's released. But Super Mario Brothers Wonder again, Mister First Person Shooter, Mister Fortnite himself, you know where the classic's oh. gonna be. What, so tell us about Super Mario Brothers Wonder here. So Smeagol told me he'd kill me if I didn't throw a uh, Super Mario game on there because I told him those games are trash, but. 
Uh, I've been playing a lot of Mario Deluxe with my son and everything like that, just like the 2D side scroll and everything. And we've just had a really good time at that. So it's one I don't think I'm necessarily looking at for me generally, but just as a way for us to play because he's trying to get into games and everything, starting to get in that age where he can play video games and actually, you know, keep up and everything. But he's like the most frustrating person. Do you, you guys? Do you guys have kids? Oh, yes. Oh, I know. I know what you're dude, talking about already. I swear that dude. He never plays any objectives in those games. Like, I'm trying to get the, the star coins. I'm trying to collect as many coins as I can, rack up points. The dude is just balls to the wall, go to the end of the map. I die, like, 50 times because he just keeps running too far and pushes me off the edge when I'm looking for coins. So, yeah, I'm hoping this game will be a little different as he gets older and things like that. But I think that's why I'm mostly looking forward is just a game I can play with him. Well, and it should be fun, too, because he, he could do the... Uh, is Nabbit in this, too? I know the Yoshis have a little bit of an extra... The they Yoshis little, are the skill skill bump there. Yeah, Yoshi, yeah. Yoshis are the Nabbit. They don't take damage. I think you, um, Yoshi has a, uh, like an extra jump as well too, so you can get a little yeah. bit higher. Yeah, because this is the game where where Ray and I have been shook the last few weeks because we keep talking about how Mario Brothers Two set this framework for the characterizations, and nope, they, and they get rid. They, they're getting they rid of it. it out. It's, it's uh, all gone. So so you. So, so do you have a, another history with Mario? You said they're all trash, not a two D, not a three D. You're just you're you're out on Mario, just a little family time, huh? I just really never played them growing up. Like I had a Sega Genesis and everything like that, so I'm playing a lot of NBA Jam, Mortal Kombat. I never got into like Mario or anything, so I kind of missed that missed that boat for sure. I guess. Yeah, remember when we could put the blood code in for Mortal Kombat and the Super Nintendo people just got some gray sludge. I remember that oh, 100%. too. hundred percent. And although I still remember like the NBA GM cheat codes in my head, like full court dunk, left, right, A, B, B, A twice. And you could do full court dunks. I was, yeah, that was, I was a, I was a cheater in that game for sure. And there was another cheat code where you could get like, not to move on to a different game already, but that was another fun one too, where you could just make unlimited shots from anywhere on like the court. Oh, that was infuriating when the other person would put that one in though. Yeah, it was almost like no odd job. You have to, had to have an agreement. Nobody's going to put that cheat code in. Exactly. People are trying to. Th- people are throwing a, a brick up from three quarters of the way across the court and nailing it. It was infuriating to play that way. Any power ups you're looking forward to here? I know. I know we've seen the Nintendo Direct. We've gotten 15 minutes of uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder content here. I mean, it seems like they're doing power ups a lot different too. So the characters don't have any. You know, like your Peach, you know, the floating jump, anything like that. Mar- Luigi's super high jump, but I don't know. I don't know if it's really a power-up, but that elephant scan looked pretty cool when you go into that power-up mode. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious how this is all going to work out. That's uh, uh, the early early word from the testers. Ray and I are watching the news and, and publishing as much news as we can, but a little bit, little bit challenging, first of all, which is kind of curious with uh, playing yeah. with a kid. Yeah, they're saying they're, they're making it hard. Which is nice. I, I like because the original one, you know, the original side scrollers. Now, as adults, you, if you played it, you could run through a game in mm-hmm. in an hour. But you know, as, for kids at that time, those games were not were the tough. Lost, not the lost levels, Ray. Lost levels. That well, one. Well, they put the smoke in that so one. Difficult. So I like it. Let's bring that difficulty back. I'm all about it. Man, taking taking shots at Mario, and here we are. But you're looking forward to, to uh, Mario Wonder. That's a that's a beautiful thing. There's nothing wrong with that. That's why. That's why I took forty-one episodes to get Shadow here, because we knew <laughs> the shots coming. The shots coming. I'm. I'm always ready to shoot. All right. So uh, since Ray's making fun of our age, let's move on to a quest. A question. 
from the Channel 3 history books that we ask. We don't prepare you for this one. You know, we get a little heads up on the game so we know what we're going to talk about here. But we like to ask this one off the cuff. So since uh, since I will call you a fellow old at this point and, and just leave baby Ray here behind, I'm going to ask you, what what's your favorite NES game? We haven't hit that generation in this conversation. Talk about how old do you get? How old do you guys think I am? I don't know. You're saying throwing Genesis out there. Ray doesn't even know what a Sega Genesis is. You sound old. We were broke when I was growing up, so I didn't have any of the newest consoles. I'm I'm not that old. I'm only thirty. Uh, um, oh games. no! Oh god! Everything was everything was just shifted by a few years. God! All right, what's the NES game? Just kick me in the old man parts while you're at it, bro. NES games, holy. Dude, I'd never even played that thing, to be honest with you. I hate to ruin your podcast, but I never played any. Oh, any he's just he's just all. XP farming. He put it. He put Excite Bike in there. He's just XP farming. Okay, all right, all right. Oh I yeah, see you caught me. Busted. All right, I, now I got to leave that in there. Ask me Genesis games, then you got me. No, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask you this one because I, I want to know if you played it or not. What's the most ridiculous premise you've seen for a video game? Dude, why am I crashing on this podcast right now? Hold on, cut this out. What do you mean ridiculous <laughs> premise on a, a video game? What, it means you, an, what's you a answer video this game question. with a ridiculous premise. <laughs> Dan's picking totally... hard questions here. I don't even, I don't yeah, know if I answer oh. this one. Oh, good lord. All right, let me let me hang on. Let me pull you up here. Let's let's pull up a different one then. <laughs> this is the most difficulty we've had on the quest ever. All right, all right, here we yeah. go, here we go, here we go. Ready? All yes. right. So you talked about during the Genesis times. Mortal Kombat time. So who's your who's your favorite fighter from the original Mortal Kombat? Johnny Cage, 100%. Why, why'd you pick him? Just because he does that split move where he punches you in the nuts. I thought that was like the coolest thing as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 Jean-Claude Van Nott or uh, whatever. Uh, no, no, just because he, he went right for the split and punched you right in the junk. That's all you needed. That's Boy, always dude. good comedy for kids, so I always thought it was funny. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, and the last question we ask everyone, what's been your favorite feature on Channel 3 so far? Uh, features on Channel 3, I think the minigames for sure. I'm absolutely terrible out at them, but I always love, I finally got Enhance uh, with the I'm Feeling Lucky button, so that was, that was a big moment for me in my Channel 3 career, racking up those taglines. I mean, not really just a, a feature, though, too, but just, like, the different events they run through it, I think, are always fun, too. Like, the party-up nights, like, meeting so many cool people. So I think that's a cool feature that they add, the different party-up nights and things like that. Got me into Fall Guys, which I'm still terrible at that game, by the way. But you love Blast Ball, right? Dude, Blast Ball is actually super fun, because I don't feel like I need a lot of skills. So that's probably why the most people hate it, is because there is no really skill involved. Maybe there is a little bit, but I just think it's fun. It's hectic. They just don't have this, the right skills. That's what it is. Exactly. Guys, you got. If they listen to me on the on the on the stream, I'm giving advice. You got to run clockwise. I'm telling you, this is it's Ooh. a foolproof strategy. Just run in a circle. Don't stop. I feel like well. when I play that game, though, blast balls. I don't think I've actually. I've only once got eliminated by someone. I feel like I twice I've ran into that center hole because I didn't realize a hole the first time. So I died like two seconds into it, and then I always just get carried away and just kill myself on accident. I've been hiding from your rage because I'm pretty sure I took you out on Wednesday in Blast Ball. Did you? Oh goodness! <laughs> I think I think I caught you with one. I was gunning for Ray's. Uh, I was gunning for Ray's circle run accidents. Like, oh god, I think I took out Shadow. I wasn't. <laughs> I was not on stream because I couldn't talk. But I was just down in the basement playing with a kid. I was like, oh no! I feel like I just hop into Fall Guys to grief with all the hugging. I like it. All right, with that, we've made it to the end of another What Are Your Three podcast. Thank you, Gigi Shadow, for being with us tonight. 
You can find the podcast at c3.gg slash podcast dropping every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Ray. Dan Tucker is putting all this together. And for our executive producer, Joel Willis, have a good day, everybody. Oh, man, your, your, your gaming history aligned too much with mine. You made yourself sound old. Oh, my goodness, Danny. Yeah, you threw me under the bus there. You sound real. I can't believe it. Gee, Shadow. I'm older than Shadow, man. That means, oh, man, am I old? Is that what it is? You I are. Know, yeah. Wait, hey, Ray, I'm welcome. Old. This is how it starts. I'm old. This is how it starts. I remember the first time I realized I, that, that the world was viewing me as older is because, you know, when I first started teaching, I was in, like, shirt and tie every day. Uh, because otherwise I'm gonna Oh look at the baby and then he dresses up like a big boy every day. And I mean now I'm go I'm going to work in like a t shirt and shorts and these kids look at me like, No, yeah, you hey Mr. Ray, like you're old. Or they, they said something to me and I was like, Oh god. It it happened. No one actually views me as like I could possibly be a teenager anymore. It's a, it's over. It hit like two <laughs> years ago. I like twenty nine ish, it happened. For me, it was the balding. That'll that'll get you looking real old in, in a hurry. Yeah, see, but I started balding as soon as I hit 18, so it didn't Same. Matter. Like, I was in college. I, mine wasn't really I was 18. I think it was, like, in college it started. I'm like, oh, well, this is how it, this is how it ends. See, I started college at 17, so that was college. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. I've, I've got time in that category. I've got, yeah, my, my dad's got, the same, I have the same hair as my dad. Full head of hair still going. Mm-hmm. I think he's used a little, he used a little road game, but that was, like, at 50. His head is full. Ray's pushing for that him sponsorship Uh, on you now. I'm I'm feeling good. (laughs) I'm feeling good about it.